Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you get on my Coming down for you. Damn it. Hello and welcome to 42 Level 1, episode 230. I am Mr. Andy Urquhart here, as always, and I'm joined tonight by... Uh, Ross Shaw, aka Google School, it's nice to be here, and as we were just discussing there, it'll be nice to have a, a civilised chat for once in the 42 Level 1 podcast. <laughs> yes, we'll have our tea with our fingers, our pinkies up in the air. <laughs> yes, yeah, we, we can finally tell the world of all games that we're not all arseholes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, obviously we're referring to the fact that Ali's uh, away on holiday this week, uh, he will be back next week, he's in... Italy, I believe. So if you're in Italy and you see a Scottish guy, it's probably Ali. Yeah, good chance, especially if he's in jail. If he is, let us know and then we might have to bail him out. <laughs> yeah, do you know, I haven't heard from him at all like, while he's been away. I know. I was getting <laughs> like, quite worried, actually, after a while, until today I finally got a message saying, oh, yeah, the Wi-Fi's pretty shit. Because I was like, are you landed safe? And it was like four <laughs> days later. I'm like, no reply. Hmm, what's happened? <laughs> he's just been engrossed in Mario Kart, that's what it is. It probably is, to be fair. Like, even if he wasn't in Italy, he probably wouldn't be even born tonight because he's too busy <laughs> playing Mario Kart. <laughs> but, yep, yep, yep. Blue show, yep. Red show, yep. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, Banana so we, skin, everything. Yeah, we are here and we have got a show for you tonight. Uh, first of all, we'll have uh, Big Screen, Wee Screen, where we talk about all the TV shows and movies we've watched. And then we'll have uh, Level Up, where we'll talk about all the video games and all the video game news. I don't think we have any comic books. I certainly have not read any comic books this week. I don't know about you, Ross. Uh, no, nah, not at all. I've been reading some, you know, actual books, but no, no comic books uh, for me this week. So no comic book one one this week. We'll return next week when Ali comes back. Uh, so we'll kick off with a uh, big screen, wee screen. Uh, we'll talk about all the things we've been watching. Um, have you watched anything much this week, Ross? Well, I should have watched Guardians of the Galaxy two by now. But however, I ended up having to cancel on the Saturday night because one of my uh, good friends came over, and I felt it was better to sort of like hang out with him instead of go and see a film. But I did watch Hackshaw Hack again, and it's a bloody phenomenal film. If nobody's seen it, you should watch it. Like it's based on an actual true story about this medic who um, obviously signed up during World War Two in the Pacific Theater of War, but refused to handle any form of weapons and commit violence. So obviously he was like a shit-hot medic. And the fucking hell, man, it's based on a true story. And the guy is just mental. Like, he saved, like, 30 of his mates. Like, heavy gunfire, like, running out in the middle of nowhere, dragging all his um, all his comrades back to, like, their front lines and patching them up. And he just kept them going and going and going. And it's a really, really 
really well done film. There are obviously a couple of historical sort of, you know, um, issues with it, but still Mm. though, it's it's actually still a really, really good um, film. And Andrew Garfield uh, knocks out of the park. This was his his biggest film since the Spider-Man thing. So I always Mm. thought as Andrew Garfield was one of those like, indie um, emo kind of kids because that's how I felt that, that Peter Parker was portrayed in those amazing Spider-Man films you know yeah. that kind of like nervous awkward guy and yeah we know Peter Parker should be like that but the way he was portrayed it just felt too emo like for my liking anyway but seeing him in this role in Hacksaw Ridge was um, was fantastic it really was so if anybody hasn't seen it yet you should definitely check out Hacksaw Ridge especially if you're a history nut like me you know it's, it's really 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 good he just looks really gangly and like in the uh, in the trails for that movie, like really yes. like long but, and gangly. But that's like when you watch the film, it kind of makes sense because everyone when he's around you is like proper, you know, like beefed up and stuff. But it's just just this scrawny guy that's actually doing more heroic things than the people that you assume would be doing all the heroic stuff. I'm not saying that that everyone there wasn't heroic, but mm. it is that good kind of physical comparison. The fact that you don't need to be like fucking like crazy big like Arnold Schwarzenegger style thing to be a hero I think that's kind of like what the message came through but he is scrawny so he's more scrawny in this than he was in um, Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> and he okay. was scrawny in that does he not kick a grenade out there at some point as well yes yeah he does that and he just does things that, that if you didn't know it was based on a true story you'd assume it was made up um, so, so that actually and, happened in real life, then you kicked a grenade yeah, it did. Out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I immediately read the book and I read mm-hmm. a whole load of kind of like you know articles and uh, history kind of uh, journals on um, the events surrounding his character in real life. And no, those things happened, and that's what I'm starting to find realizing when I've been reading a lot of history is that the most unbelievable things probably actually happened during that time because people were just completely and utterly crazy back then. <laughs> I mean, hell, man. No, but I don't know if you've heard, but the, um, there's a, there was a Scots guy who's quite famous for um, uh, charging into the field of battle at Normandy with a fucking claymore, like, uh, <laughs> like a claymore sword, right? And he was the last person to kill somebody in uh, actual combat with a bow and arrow. <laughs> like, you know, it's like stuff like that. That is something that somebody would drunkenly come up with, but it's yeah. proper true, and it's an official war record that a guy killed somebody with a bow and arrow uh, in World War Two, and it was the last time somebody died in, uh, in warfare using a bow and arrow <laughs> yeah like I so like, as you said like you know like when you hear somebody turn around and goes yeah he kicked a grenade i was like fuck off no he didn't <laughs> saw it in the film read the actual like official kind of transcript that he did do it and i was like holy shit the guy's a badass and he didn't even he didn't even lift a weapon through his entire service in the pacific theater of war either like so, so see the grenade right the, the grenade was thrown at him then yeah or thrown it in his vicinity no, it was thrown in his vicinity. Like he was trying to, um, he was trying to like um, patch up one of his mates, and the grenade threw near. So basically, just got up and just like booted the grenade away. Like <laughs> that—that's essentially what he did. But still, it wasn't like one of those like. I, when somebody told me about it first, I kept on like imagining some sort of like fucking like Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, like, like an overhead kick sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was like you just like stumbled along and just like booted it away, and then it just like kind of exploded. But still, though, having the balls to boot a grenade away, it's it's pretty badass. So, but, so yeah, you, didn't, no, it's, it's, you didn't kill sorry. anyone. You didn't kill anyone then. Nope, didn't like, kill during, anyone during this whole thing. What about with that grenade? Didn't kill anyone. 
No, he just put it away. Yeah, it just blew up because like the way that it was set out at that point was the fact that like uh, they were pushing forward, so there was that kind of like sort of like a mini sort of no man's land uh, type idea between the Japanese and uh, the Americans. So obviously when he put it away, it just like stumbled away and just blew up something else instead. Mm-hmm. But no, he didn't. I don't think. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure he didn't actually kill anyone. And uh, he didn't raise a rifle or didn't even use any form of uh, weaponry at all. Because usually, like, a medic would always have a pistol at hand. He would never have, yeah. like, a rifle or anything. Hmm. Um, but he didn't have, he refused. He was one of the, he was one of the very rare people during the war to um, to stand up against uh, violence, even though he wanted to be part of it in order to help and, um, you know, rescue fellow Americans when they were, you know, getting shot and wounded. Uh, during the war so is that it was actually a pretty powerful film uh, and it, it's highly recommended for anyone who's into any form of like war film you know it's a very kind of uh, different take on warfare mm. because obviously you're so used to seeing like you know let's say like saving private ryan when the guys are all out there with their rifles and their sniper rifles and they're just going at it and they're still heroes and they've won this guy which had nothing at all and he had a political stance as well which was a nice kind of um alternative take on World War Two, because you just assume that everybody in World War Two, just like folk in World War One, were sort of you know mm. uh, so patriotic to serve their country that they would do anything for the country. Whereas at least this guy had the balls to stand up, still serve his country, but still not use violence when serving that country. You know, yeah. Um, but it's, it's certainly a good one. I've watched that a couple of times now, and, and it's it's still good. But on top of that, so that was my kind of like big screen thing. And have my, you seen have you seen a trailer for that movie Dunkirk? Oh my god, Andy, it looks bloody <laughs> amazing, right? It, it does, really it? does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was um, the King Kong film, and IMAX viewers got treated to a special twenty-minute kind of extended trailer mm-hmm. that they came out with. Um, and oh my god, I was like, everyone was laughing. Like, I'm, when I say everyone was laughing, I'm not talking about the group of friends. I'm talking about like the entire section of that cinema uh, of the IMAX was laughing at me because I was sitting there going, "Fuck yes, fuck yes, this is amazing, this is amazing." <laughs> oh my god, because like it's everything uh, a history buff wants from was in that trailer. You had the Stuka dive bomber sounds. You know, you had the tension building up with the fact that these poor British guys were literally like on the edge of a shore with the entire like Nazi might like on top of them and they literally had nowhere to go. They had nowhere to go. And, you know, it's that kind of tension. And even though you know what happens, the way that that trailer was cut and the way that the Hans Zimmer's music came into, it just made it the most tense trailer that I'd ever mm-hmm. watched before. And I just cannot wait until July when it comes out. It's actually, even my dad can't wait. So it's going to be a proper like father or son uh, you know, uh, sort of, you know, viewing this film because it just looks so good, and especially on IMAX, I reckon it's going to be amazing. I'm not too sure that when I heard that Harry Styles from is it One Direction? Oh my um, god, is he? In yeah, he's yeah, he's been cast as one of the main characters. So he, a lot. Well, it could be funny if they kill him off like within like five seconds of him showing up. I would gut myself if that happened, but a yeah. lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people have actually been put off uh, the Dunkirk film because uh, Harry Styles has been cast, even though it's uh, Hans Zimmer is doing the music and it's uh, Christopher Nolan who's directed mm. it. Like, yeah. you're pretty sure that's like a sure way to get a blockbuster hit. But everyone I've spoken to so far has pretty much said, oh, I don't know if I'll watch it because that Harry Styles is in it, you know? Like, and it's it's it's, it's interesting to see how much, like, a, 
well, in my eyes, an inconsequential person in like the entire kind of media has mm. caused a lot of people not to see something which I reckon will be a phenomenal film, even if he is in it, just purely because a lot of the World War II films, and this is obviously no disrespect to all our American listeners, a lot of World War II films are basically aimed at the fact that it seems like America won the war and it was mm. the Americans that did everything and the Americans were the ones that, that, that did, uh, you know, that, that created every single thing possible that, that resulted in the winning of the war. Yeah. But that's totally not true. That is way, way away from the truth. And Dunkirk was even before the Americans were part of the war. It was before anything like that at all. And it's great to finally see the Brits finally get recognition on a blockbuster film when it comes to World War Two. And, you know, there's a lot of films out there that gloss over the hard work that the Commonwealth countries and, and Britain did. What about did. the Battle of Britain, Ross? The Battle of Britain, that was a movie. Well, it was a movie, yes, but there was a lot of British characters that were played by American actors <laughs> in the film. Uh, obviously, back then, the reason why they were played was because they were the ones that looked more kind of like cinema quality, I think used to be yeah. the word for it. <laughs> so, but then again, though, because that's such a mainstream film, a lot of people went away from that cinema thinking that there were, you know, that, yeah, there were Americans that maybe have been involved in the Battle of Britain, mm. but a lot of people think that, oh, yeah, because he sounded American, it must have been the Americans that must have, you know, like helped out enough for. Uh, for the Battle of Britain to be won. And it's kind of like, well, no. <laughs> it's like, the Americans <laughs> had nothing to... Actually, I'm pretty sure at the point of the Battle of Britain, the Americans refused to even come into the war. <laughs> oh my God, I can finally talk about history without Ali telling me shut up. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> because moving on to my, my little screen... I was re-watching Band of Brothers again, and okay. uh, that, uh, you, you've seen Band of Brothers, haven't you, Andy? Uh, I've seen some of it, not, not all of it, but I've seen a few episodes it's it's amazing it's probably the greatest world war 2 film or tv or, or like that kind of visual media that's ever existed in the planet the band of brothers if you want to know how if you want to get like a 0.01% idea of what it must have been like to uh, fight during uh, 6th of June 1944 up to the end of the war in May 1945 of all the European war, not the the Pacific. Um, if you want to kind of get a 0.01% idea as to what it's like, watch Band of Brothers. Like it's mm-hmm. it's an emotional roller coaster, and it's it's one of the only TV series out with Deadwood that I can watch multiple times back to back and not get sick and tired of it. Thanks. Do you know what my favourite uh, wartime TV show is? Yeah. MASH. No, not MASH. Blackadder goes forth. Oh, yes, it is. It's so good. And see when you get to that final episode and Blackadder yep. goes forth. Oh, that's, it's, I think it's more emotional when you see that ending because you've been built up with so much comedy. Yep, and then 100%. it just hits you like a fucking ton of bricks at the end of it, you know? <laughs> like, holy fuck, these guys are all dead. Right. Yeah, and I, I know, and it's such. Yeah, like sometimes when I watch, it, I still get a tear in my eye because you're kind of going, "Oh my god!" Like these guys don't deserve to die. Like you know, it's yeah, it's really, really kind of. It can be upsetting, but here's an interesting fact actually about Blackadder goes forth. Uh, the original idea for the end of uh, the fourth series was they were supposed to do an actual action sequence at the end. So you're actually going to see them go through no man's land and fight their way through and all that stuff. And I can't remember what the actual ending was going to be, but you're supposed to see this huge action sequence. But they ran out of money, 
So all they could afford was basically them going over the top, and that was it. And it was just by pure luck that the editor, uh, who was having to edit together all the dailies of that episode, decided to superimpose and, and transition into that um, uh, the uh, field of poppies at the end. And um, Ben... Oh, I can't remember his name now, but the writers of the entire uh, series, they were sitting there going, oh my God, we didn't even think of that. That's amazing. And they kept it in because obviously they didn't have the money to do what they originally planned. Hmm. At least that's yeah, what I've heard. Ben Elton, I want to say. Yeah, Ben Elton. That's, yeah. that's yeah. So there you go. But anyway, what about yourself, Andy? What was your big screen, little screen this week? Uh, I don't really watch very much, to be honest. Uh, I watched the latest episode of Better Call Saul. It was good, oh, again. Was it? Are they kind of? Are they slowly? Are they slowly coming into, um, uh, like tying into Breaking Bad? Or um, the, I would say like very quick. It seems to be going very quickly for some characters, but other characters not as quickly. Like for like Saul himself, like he's still Jim McGill. Like he's not even become Saul Goodman yet. Um, right. But the other the other characters are like well on their way to like becoming the characters that they are in Breaking Bad. Like. Uh, You've got Gus Fring's coming to it now, and then you've got um, Mike that was in Breaking Bad as well. Like he's in it. Uh, and has, then... has Gus just come into the season three? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, he has. But like he's well, well on his like arc already. Like right. it's kind of he's already distributing drugs and everything like that. Like it's not he's like well on because I mean we've seen like yeah. flashbacks in Breaking Bad from like before when he was just a cook and everything. Uh, but he's got his, his business established and he's already like running drugs for the cartel and whatnot, so he's well established already. So I mean it can't be it can't be more than a few years, two, three years away from like where you meet him in like Breaking Bad, so Yeah. It can only so be do you like, reckon there's gotta be the end of this season he's gotta become like so goodman. Yeah. Do you reckon they've only got either this season and maybe one other after that and then that's pretty much as far as they can go in terms of like the timeline? No, because they've done flash forwards in this show as well, which have showed you beyond like Breaking Bad. So like after Breaking oh, Bad right. is finished, yeah. So they've showed you clips from after it's already done, and like when Saul's like basically gone into essential witness protection, he's gone into hiding. Yeah. Ah, I didn't realize they did flash forward because I've not watched any of the Better Got Saul. Actually, to, to, I must admit, I've never watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> well, like, Bre- so. Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad is pretty decent, but like Better Call Saul is fucking amazing. Like, like better, Breaking Bad was amazing for, like, three, four seasons, and then the fifth season was, like, all right, and it was a decent kind of way to wrap it up. But yeah. I just got kind of fed up of, like, of Heisenberg, the, his character, kind of fed up him. But uh, but I always loved Saul, and to, for him to get his own show for me was... I did, can't, can't believe he got his own show, for one. Like, it seems like such a weird choice to make. Like, you'd think if they were going to make a spin-off, they'd do it of, like... Of, of Mike, I mean, obviously Mike's coming into it now, but uh, they would think you would do it off Jesse and like yeah, I was tell... gonna say Jesse sounded like somebody that they might actually do like a kind of yeah, like um, tell the rest of Jesse's story. Absolutely. But I mean, it, essentially they kind of told most of his story in the show anyway, so yeah. uh, it would be a lot of like filler stuff to fill it in. But mm. Saul's got a, a really interesting backstory, so uh, but yeah, it's a good show. And for uh, and for someone that's not um and for someone that's not like watch Breaking Bad, are you better off watching Breaking Bad first then Better Call Saul, or are you better or are you better watching Better Call Saul first, or does it really matter? Um, you could probably watch it both ways. I, I I don't know like I don't know which would be better until such time as they actually like 
collide. Finish it, yeah. If you know what I mean, but uh, yeah. but I mean certainly like from having already seen Breaking Bad to like watching Better Call Saul now, there's a lot of like stuff that I'm picking up on like when like characters will show up, even just like bit part people that are only in it for like a few seconds. I'm like that's such and such from like this point, and that's this person from there. Right. I'm like I'm pointing them out to like to to Ashley, and she's like, "Is it?" I'm like, "Yep." Ah, like, oh, okay. uh, so it's almost like uh, walkbys in the background. You kind of go, "Holy shit, that guy's a major part in like whatever episode." No, that not is quite, not quite like, not quite like walkbys, but like people, the people have got lines and stuff like that, and they'll, they'll pop yeah. up. And but they had like a major, like not not necessarily a major like role in the series, but they had a major part to play in like a specific episode. That's all. But yeah, it's a really good, really good show, really well written, and like amazing acting and whatnot. So I highly recommend uh, Better Call Saul. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, I don't know that I necessarily really watched anything else that I can think of off the top of my head. I don't. Even Did you finish Iron Fist? Uh, yeah, 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 I finished Iron Fist. It, it, it's shite. I, I like. I know I did like it, but like it did did drag a bit towards the end. I tried to watch Luke Cage. That was another one as well. Um, the soundtrack bitching. Uh, I got great, yeah. halfway through the second episode so far until I got like you know, sort of carry the way with something else, but it's certainly something that I'll need to kind of look into, because it's just is this, purely... Is Netflix and Chill Ross? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Netflix, yeah, yeah, aye, uh, yes, <laughs> it was actually. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but no, like, I, I didn't, like, look, I, I really did like the music, like you said, but, yeah, I mean, it really bored me after a while, especially, like, halfway through, I just got so bold with it. I've watched it all but I I gave up on it essentially like halfway through. But there's uh, there's some some really good songs in it. There's one that I really liked that was called uh, Long Live the Chief. Right, okay. By by a guy called uh Jidania or something like that. Um but it was fucking amazing. It's the it's the one of the guys like singing in the club and uh it's just uh Cottonmouth that's in the club. I think it's in like the first one of the first couple of episodes, so you might have already seen it, or might yeah. be in like just one that's coming up. And like when he says like "Long Live the Chief," he sort of like puts his hand up in the air, and you you know it when you see it if you've not seen it already. I think I think I might have just come into that kind of mm. episode, but what, uh, we were meant to do that Rebels cast that night, and I, I said to Ali that I couldn't do it, and I uh, decided to put on Luke Cage, and then like the next morning I like put on like what a last watch. I was like, I don't even remember any of this. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh my god, like so much for next week. <laughs> She's just been called Anne Chill. <laughs> know, anything about... else did you watch though? Uh, no, no, not really. Uh, I'm still watching my way through uh, How I Met Your Mother, but it's just how are you finding thing. that though? Because it's... I've heard quite a lot of conflicting things about the series as a whole. It, it's really good, man. Like I, I think people are. People like didn't like the ending or something, but uh, I obviously haven't got to that yet. So I think I've got like a couple of seasons left to go on like season six. Yeah, you got to admit though, Barney's the greatest that's ever existed. <laughs> Barney's awesome, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I really like him. He's fucking hilarious. And it's funny because he's because the guy the actor's gay in real life. Yeah, that's that, that's <laughs> that's what makes it funnier. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but I have to admit though, I love. Um, Jason Segal and his uh, his sort of characters, um, well, kind of girlfriend slash wife, yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of dynamic that they have, I think is really really good. I think that was that was the best thing about it because honestly, 
uh, Ted can go fuck himself sometimes, man. I cannot be honest. <laughs> like, deal with him, and it's just more like I'm just watching this episode. I'm like fast forwarding until I get to like the Barney and uh, Jason Segel scene. <laughs> so, like, I just watch them instead. <laughs> or is it Jason Segel? Or is it Se- Jason Segel? I would Seagull. say Segel, yeah, because it's not like yeah. it's not like Steven Segel. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's like. <laughs> Segel's like, oh no, Ross, you're like half half of another person. <laughs> But yeah, that that's about all I've been watching. Um, so we'll move on to Level Up, which is part of the show where we talk about video games. So we're going to talk about video game news, first of all. Um, so we've got quite a lot of news this week to go through, including some Switch news that I'm sure Ross is dying to hear about. Oh, I tell you, it's like the only reason I'm on tonight. <laughs> everybody who's listened over the past couple of weeks knows how... How vocal I am when it comes to you and Ali talking about Switch stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I can't even mute my mic now and go away and do something else. <laughs> I'll be like, Ross, where are you? Come back. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so what Switch news do you have for our uh, listeners? Well, well, I'll get to the Switch news when we get to it, but I've got some other news first. Um, okay, so first of all, we had some uh, Sonic Forces new gameplay shown off, which showcased some of the side-scrolling sections in the game. So it looks like it's going to have 2D elements as well as the 3D elements. So it's basically Sonic Generations. Yeah, I'm starting to kind of like get a bit, <laughs> um, uh, bit kind of, uh, what's the word, um, sort of not as hyped as I was beforehand when I started seeing the kind of the mix between 3D and 2D because as I said, it's literally what Sonic Generations tried to do. Uh, I don't know how they're going to be able to not make it not feel like Sonic Generations. It's essentially mm. Sonic Generations 2 is essentially what it is. That, that's um, what it seems like, yeah. I mean, and Sonic yeah. Lost World had this as well, so they had, like, they had 3D sections where you're, like, running away from the camera sort of thing, or mm. sometimes towards the camera, um, but it was kind of, like, free-roaming, so you could you could stop and slow down and go and explore things if you wanted, but it was yeah. done in a sort of, like, Mario Galaxy-type way-ish, where you were exploring, like, not quite. They're not quite planets, but like areas. Aye, well, it's, it's not planets. It's, yes, it's like um, they decided to take all the zones and make them as if they're kind of like different. Well, as you said, planets type idea. You'd have like your green zone that you can explore, yep. and then you'd have all the various ones. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I was really looking. I honestly thought cause I think it was like way back at the start when it was first released. We all thought it was going to go back to its roots and just be a proper two D. You know, a two D game, and it's just basically like some of the classic levels will be revamped into like you know today's kind of well, not really oh. graphics, but like today's gameplay type well, idea. Well, I mean, that's what they're doing. They do that with Sonic Mania. That's the game that's coming out in uh, July. So that's a to- that's a totally separate game. But this is this game Sonic Forces. It's coming out in the holiday season. So this is the like full Sonic game that they've they've said they're bringing out like triple A that's why I'm getting so confused because I thought oh, they, they were trying to bundle it all into one and then they split it out into two that's where I'm getting confused for some reason I thought it was like the, the same game but then they split it off into two kind of different um, different entities I mean almost. they did announce it like that they announced it like the two, two separate games when they did the initial announcement at the like Sonic event uh, last year, I must have misread it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, anyway, so Sonic Mania is coming out in like summer and looks fucking amazing. It's like classic two D Sonic, uh, like even with all sprites and everything. Yeah, it looks amazing. Can't wait yeah. to play it. And then you've got this one that's got like that I thought was going to be a completely three D game, and now it's going to be like three D and two D. So probably like Sonic Generations. 
To be but, fair, I don't think I'll I'll be able to trust any form of 3D style Sonic after being burnt by the Xbox 360 Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> game, and even Sonic 3D. To be fair, I was I was pretty unimpressed with that one. It was an alright game when I, I did play. No, it, it wasn't. Sonic 3D was um, fucking terrible. It was alright, right? But but you've got to admit though, like out of all the times they tried to make Sonic 3D, it's pretty much burned and died and failed. You know, so. Uh, well, Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure was alright. Sonic Jam, the 3D part of that, that was okay. But still, though, they're only okay and alright. None of them have been good. <laughs> like but so- you know. Sonic R, Sonic R was good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I played it a couple of times, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll see it when I believe it, but I still don't trust the 3D style of Sonic ever since the Xbox 360 game to be honest because that was just absolutely disastrous and a friend of mine uh, he actually borrowed my um, Sonic Hedgehog game and he said that it was such a bad game but he got to the point where he had to complete it and get all the achievements just just to like you know just to do it and get it over and done with so you can never ever have to he's a bit like yourself where he always wants to get the achievements and the trophies and he's kind of like, I'm just going to have to sit here and just grit my teeth and get through it. <laughs> and he did. See, see oh. I, I, I only do it if, the, if it's really easy or if like I really, really enjoy the game. And like it has yeah. achievable like trophies and whatnot. Like, like if, I, certain... if I hate a game, then I won't bother. It was like certain bits of that Xbox Jesus game was almost not impossible to get through some of those. And then you had the whole fucking... Well, I use quotation was controversial because I'm pretty sure there's some people online that probably thinks this amazing thing is fucking Sonic Pure starts getting his tongue down the woman's throat and it's like what the fuck is going on here? It's like yep. fucking bestiality. <laughs> it's like fucking hell. Oh god, what did you do then? <laughs> but, but no, no, I mean like as a Sonic Forces, I'm a wee bit kind of meh about, but it's um it's certainly Sonic Mania that I'm definitely looking forward to. Oh, I can't wait for it, man. Um, okay, the PlayStation Plus games for May got announced and came out today. Um, so there's a few decent ones in here, and then a few shite ones. As, I was surprised as, that I saw hmm. the most decent one, which obviously was Borderlands, um, get thrown in there. Well, I think it was a decent one. I don't know if that was one of your not-so-decent ones. <laughs> no, no, no. The Borderlands is actually great. It's probably yeah. the best Telltale game they've done in a long time. Like, yeah, I've not really good. I've not actually played any Borderlands games, but uh, a friend I know, she absolutely bloody loves all those games. So uh, when she's going to come round in a couple of days and I've sold her, right, you can sit down and play the Telltale game, but in return... You need to bring over your 360 so I can play a wee bit of Borderlands and see what's what. <laughs> uh, I'll just get the list of the other ones. Uh, Alienation was, but that's for Europe only. Um, I think is it in the US? It was Xenonauts rather than Alienation. I think. It uh, no, was. it was uh, Abzu. 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 That's what it was. Yeah. Right? So Alienation is basically the sequel to Dead Nation. I don't. I don't know if you ever played that, but it's made by Housemark. That's the same developer that made uh, Resogun. Oh yeah, right. Okay, yeah. And okay. It, like, and Resogun's excellent, and like Dead Nation is really good as well. So I'm looking forward to trying uh, to trying Alienation, but yeah. I've heard it's not quite as good as Dead Nation. So right. well, uh, I picked really... up. Hmm. I picked up the Alienation, and I picked up the Borderlands ones, and the other one I picked up as well. Which I don't know. I've not heard anything about it at all, but it kind of looks like my kind of game. Is that type typewriter? One? Typewriter, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Tight Rider, that's it. Yeah, it kind of looks alright. Like it looks like a kinda a nice wee kind of scroll scroll scroller game to play type idea. Puzzle and all that, so Yeah, I don't know. Now I mean I'll check it out. I don't I'm not sure about that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but interest it's really interesting because America's got a different game from us for the first time in like three years. Is it actually the first time ever, or is it just the not, first time? Not the first time ever, but it's basically the first time since they unified the service. Because like, right. when PS4 came out, they unified it and they gave everyone the same games at the same time. Because like in America, it was like it was like a week behind us, or a week ahead of us at one point. Um, right, okay. Because like, I mean, I've had PlayStation Plus like since they started doing it, so you're talking like five, six years maybe. Um, and the the service has changed so much, like since since it first started. Because when it first started, they would give you like one game, and then they'd give you a bunch of like minis and themes and stuff like this. So, like I don't know if you remember the PlayStation minis, but they were like flash games. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I do, I do remember yeah. Ali moaning about them. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost all of them were terrible except for the one that was uh, Yeti Sports. Oh, Yeti Sports. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which everyone remembers. Yeah. Yeah, aye, I do remember Yeti Sports. Aye, God, that's a, that's a game name I've not heard in a long time. Have they come out with a reason as to why uh, nope. the two regions have different games yet, no? Nope, they or... haven't said anything about it. Uh, somebody did ask them about it, like on, uh, on the PlayStation blog, but uh, one of the guys just replied, like, oh, sometimes it will vary from region to region. But it's really weird because, like I say, it's the first time that it's, that it's been different for like three years. So yeah. they must not have been able to get the licensing agreement to work out for both for either, whichever game they were intending to do worldwide. And then they've went, yeah. okay, well, fuck it, we'll just do that one instead. Oh, so yeah, I mean, it must be maybe like the developer of one of the games maybe had uh, plans with another platform. Well, maybe not another could platform, be, yeah. but another kind of like sale type idea that uh, meant that they're not allowed to be in that region because you know something might happen in like you know yeah. in your future. Well, I mean, the, the thing like. is, both those games are like PlayStation exclusive games. Ah, so that's, not, that's even weird. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Ah, I know. I was going to say actually, yeah, you're right. Actually, if they are PlayStation exclusive, then you know it's a wee bit weird because you think Sony would have the ultimate rights in terms of the yeah. it coming to where they get distributed. You know, so but who knows? But what I predict happens next month. They'll do we'll get Abzu. Yeah, so we'll get we'll get Abzu, and America's going to get alienation, and be like, "Well, what the fuck was the point of that? Like, why not just make it the same always?" But strange, <laughs> yeah. strange one anyway. But yeah, so you're also getting uh, on PS3 Blood Knights and Port Royal Three Pirates and Merchants. If anyone's still playing their PS3, do you know I download these now and again? Like, I don't play any of them. Like, I'm like my PS3 is like a Netflix machine. It's all yeah. it's for. Like I don't to be play fair, games I on still, it. I still purchased them for PS3, and I've not had a oh, PS3 yeah. <laughs> in like like six years. Like, but but, it, but, it's, but you, might just, you never day. know. I might get a PS3 log in. And I'll have all these games. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the thing is, like, you don't know like whether or not they might open it up one day so that you can play these on your PS4. So you might as well tag them. It's not like costing you anything. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, to be fair though, with that Port Royal, when I saw it, it was like Port Royal, I was like, fuck yes, pirate game click the kind of like buy thing and I realised oh no it's PS3 and I really need to use that filter option when it comes to like PS games so just filter to PS4 only did I just download them all I mean it doesn't, doesn't like, yeah it doesn't cost me anything, anything nah. so I know 
Well, um, so, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but it's on great the... though when, when you do get all those games and then you look at how much you've saved and it's like, you've saved like £89. You're like, hmm. fuck yes. <laughs> like, yes, that's my whole year paid for in this one, yeah. one, <laughs> one month if I was to buy all those games, which I definitely wouldn't buy all these games. Um, but yeah, on the, on the Vita, you're also getting uh, Laser Disco Defenders, which is crossed by with PS4, and Type Rider, which is again crossed by with PS4. So basically on the Vita, you're only ever going to get games that are crossed by with PS4 now so that they can flesh out the PS4 games. Yeah, it sounds about right, to be honest, because are they not like phasing out the, the Vita anyway? So, Don't, Not necessarily from this service, but, I mean, they aren't making any more, like, AAA games for it. Yeah. All, I reckon the games, they might announce yeah. a new Vita at E3. I don't know. I reckon they will, especially considering how how well the Switch is getting done. They might announce one that's a bit more in tune with uh, connecting to the PS4. Because I know the Vita can do it, can't it? Vita can do it, and like it can do it quite well. Like I don't know that the Wi-Fi chip in it is necessarily quite strong enough to be able to produce a solid, solid connection. Yeah. But, I mean, they could certainly like bring something out for it, but uh, I would suspect that they would more like more likely to bring out like a tablet that would work for it rather than like a Vita. Uh, a tablet that's bundled with a controller, say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I've, I've got a feeling that, that, that PS4 may announce something like that, you know, because, I mean, they've got to announce something considering we all know that the main the main show V3 will be uh, Microsoft, so. See, I don't, think, I don't think Sony needs to announce any hardware because they've just put out PlayStation Slim, PlayStation Pro, PlayStation VR, they put out three fucking pieces of hardware last year. They can't put out another piece of hardware this year. There's no way. No well, way. they don't need to put it out this year, but I'll, at least I think they'll announce that the fact that something's existed and getting developed or something. You know, they've Possibly, got to stay yeah. stay ahead of the curve. You know, and you know, like that. That's that's the worst thing is being a company is you know stagnating. And mm-hmm. I kind of feel like I feel this is just obviously my opinion. I feel like um, PS4 is getting that way. Yeah, they got the pro out. Yeah, you know, the Pro was essentially came out just to kind of uh, compensate for the the performance um, drain that the VR would have. And uh, But still, the thing is... Actually, just actually, that's not true at all. Is it not? Because... Oh, I always thought that that was why the Pro came out. No, no not at all. The, the Pro is entirely just for 4K gaming, like, or 4K outputting, because it doesn't quite give you, like, jet, actual 4K gaming. But uh, if you plug your PlayStation VR into your PlayStation Pro, it doesn't make any difference to the... It doesn't make really any difference to the, to the VR, but it'll oh, actually right. make any games that you play on your PS4 Pro worse because they can't output an HDR. Ah, uh, okay. Alright, okay. Yeah, I, I, didn't think, I honestly thought that the PS4 was purely for, like, obviously 4K gaming as well, but I always mm. thought that the main attraction to it was in order for people to play PSVR and not think that they're going to blow up their PS4 by playing <laughs> VR. <laughs> yeah, no. Just like saying, purely yeah, based on, <laughs> pure, purely based on how taxing uh, VR is on a PC, you know. Mm, yeah. uh, that's why I just assume that that's why they would have to bring out a bit more of a chunkier hardware in terms of the Pro, you know. But, yeah, oh, but oh, it's because... Today the, I learned. <laughs> yeah, it's because of the HDR, like uh, the... See that wee box thing that the HDMI cables plug into for the PlayStation VR? That mm-hmm. doesn't have HDR pass-through. So the HDR right. gets lost and it can't be put back to like a 4K TV. So if you've got a PlayStation 4 Pro and you want to play like with the HDR stuff, then yeah. you need to... And you've got a VR as well, then you need to unhook your VR. Yeah. 
and just plug in like through from PlayStation Four Pro straight to your TV rather than going through the VR. But to be fair though, who has like the oh, how, the countless grand it costs to even have a four K TV these days? Well, well, yeah, but I mean, you say that, but like the people that are buying like a PlayStation Four Pro, most of them will have a four K TV, and like if they're buying a yeah. VR as well, and if they're buying a Pro and a VR, you're gonna have a fucking four K TV. Like, you're going to have enough money to be able to buy all three of those things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, yeah. But, but yeah, it's a weird one. But, yeah, I mean, it's the Pro's basically just for 4K. And it's, I mean, like I say, it's not quite, like, native 4K. It's it's really 4K upscaled. Yeah, upscaled 4K, and it doesn't even have a 4K Blu-ray player. Even though yeah, Sony no. <laughs> created a 4K Blu-ray player. I'm, I'm, I have to admit, that's literally... the the most idiotic thing that Sony have done in quite a while is releasing a PS Pro, <laughs> a PS4 Pro, and not have a 4K Blu-ray player. <laughs> it is, like, come on. It is baffling, but it's only so baffling because Microsoft put one in the fucking Xbox One S. <laughs> like, you're like, it plays 4K Blu-rays, and like, the souped-up PS4 doesn't. Like, what? What? But yeah. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly think that P- that Sony are floundering now, and I think Microsoft are making the bigger strides at the right time, considering they were. But as, but just like uh, previous gen, uh, Xbox 360 hit strides at the beginning. PS3 floundered until it became amazing. So, mm. you know, it comes and goes. I know you'll always defend uh, PlayStation. So you know, well, but anyway. I mean, I, I'm happy to buy whatever console like that I like and whatever. It's I'm more about the games to be honest. Like if there are yeah. games on the console that I want to play and I can only get them, then I'll buy that console. Like the Switch. I'm, yeah, like I'm there just... are games that I can only play there, so I, that's why I bought that. And the yeah. uh, Xbox One. Like when there were games there that I wanted to play, I bought an Xbox One, played those yeah. games, and then went, "Well, there's fuck all else for me to do here. Away with this." <laughs> <laughs> I was actually um, I actually did some like a bit of a technical research on like the hardware of like the PlayStation Four and and the Xbox One, and uh, it made me really depressed because uh, the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One just out outrank my uh, PC. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, my PC's six years old though, you know, like. Right, yeah. uh, but still, though, like I'm kind of going, oh man, I do need to do an upgrade in my PC now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but my little girl is still trucking along. <laughs> See, my my P my PC is actually more powerful than them. <laughs> it probably is. Like I was telling the guys in our Discord server about my specs of my PC, and they're all just laughing at me because they're pretty sure I'm just running off of a potato, like in Portal Two, where you plug in like a, a Glados into a, into a potato, and like one. I'm pretty sure that's your bloody PC. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah. So uh, other news: uh, Bully Two is apparently going to be Rockstar's next game after Red Dead Two is done. That's good because Bully was amazing. Like, it was actually a really good game. I really enjoyed that in the 360. I think I played it. Oh, yeah, I played it in the 360 because it was one of those ones where. When I worked in Blockbuster, you'd be able to get like free rentals for a couple mm. of days. So I picked up Bully, and I actually really enjoyed it, basically because I, well, I was always a dick at high school, but it was great to play a dick again. <laughs> <laughs> See, I played this on the Wii. On the Wii. Bully was on the Wii? Mm-hmm. Wow. I didn't... Oh, yeah. was it one of those, like, um, 
uh, failed Wii games because there was a lot of ports to the Wii that literally just fell flat in its face. Talking to you, Madden 07. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think it did particularly well, like in terms of sales and whatnot, but uh, it was play- it was playable enough. Um, came out of PS2 as well. Ah, was it PS? Ah, yeah, PS2, but it did come out in 360. I'm pretty I th- sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it did. I don't know if it was like a remaster type thing, but uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So it looks like Billy Two is going to be the next game after uh, Red Dead Two. The it's interesting that the like they're not doing another GTA yet, but GTA games tend to take like four or five years to make. So I'm not that surprised about that. Um, where where is Agent though? Like Agent still nowhere to be seen. Do Do you remember they announced this game, Agent? No, doesn't remember. Ross, did we lose you? Ross, we may have lost him. But anyway, uh, Agent yes uh, was announced and is uh, <laughs> still nowhere to be seen. Announced as a PS3 exclusive, believe it or not, and we still have heard nothing about it yet. Okay, so moving on. Oh, we've lost Russ. We've lost Russ. We'll get him back in a minute. Okay, other news. Uh, Tekken 7. Uh, Roger the Kangaroo has been cut due to animal activists. <laughs> Which is very weird. But uh, Kumi the Bear is still in the game because he's uh, stronger than a human being. Basically, because they're sitting there just laughing at us. <laughs> okay, and we're back. And we're back. You've got to love some uh, good Scottish internet outages. Hey! But we're back. Hello, everyone again. <laughs> we're back. Apologies for the uh, 15 minutes of dead air. Well, there wouldn't be dead air. There'd be some lovely music for you to listen to. But but yes, we are back. We had a small internet you all outage. Think, you all think Comcast is bad. Wait till you have to deal with Virgin and Sky. Then you'll understand what shite internet <laughs> is. <laughs> Do you know, like, usually with that it's quite reliable, but it's been acting up over the last couple of weeks, and, do you know, I've, I've noticed they've, they've changed something, because, like, my connection used to look a lot busier, like, on my broadband monitor, and it doesn't look as busy now. So even so, that, like, as Sky say that they do not throttle people's internet, but I mm. fucking know they're throttling <laughs> my internet every so often, and I think it's because they know I download a fuck ton of shit, right? And they're yeah. they're like throttling it, and they're like, no, no, of course we're not throttling it while I'm sitting at like you know one megabit per second <laughs> speed. I'm like, really? Come on, guys. <laughs> Anyway, what were we talking about last? I can't oh, remember. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember. But yeah, we just finished speaking about Bully, I think. So uh, moving on to the next uh, next bit of news. Uh, okay, so Tekken 7, Roger the Kangaroo has been cut. He's not in it. No fucking way. Seriously. But get this. It's because of animal activists. What? So, well, that means we're not going to get the panda or the bear or the crazy dinosaur you unlocked in Tekken 3. That is the shocking. Bear, Fuck the, you, Peter. Fuck the you. Bear, the bear is in. <laughs> the bear is in. Oh, oh so it's all right for a bear, but not a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> They've said it's okay for the bear to be in because it's stronger than a human. That's like, oh, <laughs> a fucking kangaroo stronger than a human. Like, I, I have read shit and seen shit on the internet where fucking kangaroo literally through someone's soul yeah exactly 
But uh, yeah, I don't. But yeah, so he's it's, not in the game. That is ridiculous. I'm pretty sure any animal is be stronger than a human. But I'm pretty sure if you're put one to one against a lot of the animals out there, right, you'd probably get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh well then, fuck you, yes, animal rights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine ruining our fun. What is that all about? 